Welcome into a special edition of Defeating the Curse, Stevie's favorite topic, NBA free agency. LP. LP? Are you with us? LP? Yeah. Yes. It's just me and you tonight. We have a lot to discuss. The NBA is com- completely insane, correct? It's ridiculous. I mean, looking at the numbers that some of these mediocre players are getting, it is absolutely ridiculous. What are you worth in NBA free agency dollars? I got to be worth at least what, what Kirk is getting is going to get, right? <laughs> 24? We, we got so much to talk about. I mean, from between Hayward's contract, which isn't that big, and Otto's max deal, which hopefully the Wizards don't sign. I know me and you are on opposite ends on that one. Lots to discuss, man. Lots of NBA is just, it's Sparta. It's complete insanity. Um, but first, let's pay the bills. This is Defeating the Curse, proud member of the Heroes Media Group. So we'll be right back. Right, LP, the Wizards, Otto Porter, is he worth max money? Is he worth max money? No, but does the market, that the current market, demand that he pay that he get paid max money? Absolutely. Do the are the Wizards a better team with him or without him? Because there's nobody else on the market that wants to come to the East. So you got to think about it long and hard. Are the Wizards going to be equal or? Uh, better without him? And the answer has got to be absolutely no. I don't know, man. You need bench presence. You need Kelly Oubre to come off the bench and and provide some valuable minutes. They've signed a whole bunch of bench guys. They they signed a whole bunch of guys to come in off the bench. Why are we still talking about the bench? All of them are Jan Mihimi injured uh, and who knows if they're going to play. I mean, Ernie does this every offseason. I hate Ernie so much, man. Do you see see why I hate him I hate him. I like... Like, Bruce Allen is a problem, but Ernie is a real problem. Look, this is why I don't like the deal. Um, and it has really nothing to do with Otto, which is a shame, because I wish I, on, on, I, wish I could kind of judge him on his own merit. But the reason I don't like this is because of the number they'd be committing to three players be for the, essentially for the next four seasons. John Wall, uh, you know, he's got a $173 million extension out in the wing, out in the wind here that he's waiting to see if he's going to sign. And I don't know. I would imagine that he wants Otto back. But if John doesn't come back, then you're stuck with Otto, who can't be Otto if John's not back. Like, he is who he is because of John Wall. If John Wall's not here, Otto's not worth nearly this He's not even worth half of this money as a 3 and D uh, wing player. So I'm not big on this contract. I, I feel like the Nets always get find us. Um, at contract extension time, I feel like they did the same thing with Andre Blotch. If you remember, uh, if you remember Dre getting maxed out, and the Wizards wisely did not extend him or didn't did not re-sign him. Um, but I, I'm just not big on this deal. Probably man. the best move that Ernie's done. I agree. I, yes, I, I, yes, I, I agree. Um, but I'm just not comfortable with this move. I, you know, it's and it really has nothing to do with Auto. It's just you know, is Ubre that far of a drop off from Auto? Offensively or defensively, but you got to think about it the other way. Who's going to step into? Yeah, that's fill fair. Off the bench. It's fair, and and to be you know to even take it a step further, the Celtics I feel got better. Um, let's talk about Gordon Hayward here for a second. He was 
to me, one of the bigger prizes in the free agency market. Forget about the guys that want to trade to be traded and whatever, but Hayward going to the Celtics really it does improve that team. They're still they still have a, a front court liability, but it, apparently they're shopping Bradley. Um, they're shopping a couple of the other guys now that um, aren't going to play as much just because Hayward is a true two way stud. I mean he he is really good, and I feel like people don't know about him or just because the Jazz have been so bad for so long, they're never on TV. Um, you know, but he's an improvement for them. So I feel like looking at you know looking at this from the the DC perspective, if I'm the Wizards, you really do have to re-sign Otto. I don't like it, but man, I, I just don't see a scenario where they don't sign him and find somebody, like you said, to pick up to come in and, and fill in those you know 20 to 25 minutes a game. Who, who, else, who else is out there? Who else are you going to get? There's nobody out there. There's nobody. I mean, Otto's a good player. So here's the silver lining with Otto. I don't feel like he's reached his potential yet. I don't think he's hit, he's hit that, that, the ceiling. With um, his size, his physical fitness, you know his skills. I, I think he can. I think he can get better. Um, I don't see who you can who you can bring in, uh, especially when you mortgage all your draft picks. You know, for the next fifty years, it seems like Ernie's doing what the Wizards of old did um, for trade deadlines. I mean, you got to think about it. Ernie traded for Bogdanovich at the deadline, right? Gave gave up his first round pick. Bogdanovich is about to walk. I don't think Bogdanovich is staying. So he essentially traded, um, you know, offloaded some salaries. Okay, that's fine. Traded a first-round pick for half of a season and a second-round exit, which is the same that happened two years ago. So Ernie's got to take some heat for some of his off-season moves. Um, but, I mean, I don't like the situation that the, the Wizards are in. I mean, I don't think – I think they're left with no choice but to sign Otto. But – I think the big thing that no one's talking about is that why hasn't John Wall signed his extension? And on top of that, a couple of weeks ago, didn't John Wall say that um, he loves Otto, but but an opportunity to play with Paul George would be like none other. Yeah, so, I think you know, but we we talked about this a little bit a few a few episodes ago, a few podcasts ago. Paul George to the Wizards really wasn't an option. It wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah, you know, we, but none of us really it, expected it to happen. The point is, if John Wall is looking for the Wizards front office to bring in key talent, is he looking at Otto Porter and saying, oh, yeah, you know what, you're the next best thing, I'm happy? Or is he really looking for something more? And is that why he hasn't signed his extension? You know what I'm surprised, man? I'm, I'm surprised that the Wizards haven't made a play for either somebody like Derek Favors. Like To me, I'm looking at the Jazz now that they, they lose Hayward and they lose George Hill. It, it, the same day they lose their first, their best, and their second best player, uh, George Hill. By the way, is, is super, super underrated. Um, he's got some injury issues too, but that team basically only has uh, Rudy Gobert left, the the center. Why can't the like this is where I, this is where just my my hatred for Ernie comes full circle, and I just cannot deal with him. You look at you look at the Rockets; they get creative. Um, they 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 were in a very similar situation to the Wizards just a week and a half ago. But they still pull off a trade for Chris Paul, arguably one of the top three uh, point guards in the league. They still get it done, even with the restrictions and limitations that they faced. You look at Oklahoma City getting creative, quietly creative, trading, dumping a horrible contract, Victor Oladipo, and a maybe maybe future role player in in uh, Demontis Sabonis for Paul George. Even if it's a one year rental, who cares? What what a great what a great move, just to get rid of the the Oladipo uh, contract. So 
like teams that have actual managers, GMs who can who can get creative and get things done. Like I'm envious of them because I'm looking at the Wizards and I'm thinking, you can't find a way to bring in to maybe move Gortat. Who you uh, to me you you've you've maxed out with Gortat. Like I love the Polish hammer, but you know what you get with him. And come playoff time, it's predictable. It's predictability. You know he's he's just he's not going to do what you need him to do in the playoffs. Um, you know, so why not see if you can move him? And and you know, we were quiet and didn't make a move for uh, for Cousins um, before the trade deadline. Derek Favors is sitting out there now in in Utah, along with Rudy Gobert. Like these these are talented guys that can help you immediately. Um, can we do something here? Because you're right, the rest of the talent for the most part is gone. And and you know, just at the other end of the spectrum, the Golden State Warriors are bringing back players at a heavy discount, right? Because like, why why not just come back and win again and win again and win again, right? Uh, Steph Curry goes five years, two hundred one million. Sean Livingston coming back again, three years, twenty four million. Super underrated. Um, and obviously, this the, the big story is, uh, or the big story today was your boy um, uh, Swaggy Swaggy P Swaggy going to join the. Uh, I mean, it's it's think of all the ex Wizards that are about to get rings, like not just Javale McGee, yeah. but now stupid Swaggy P is about to get a ring too. And don't forget about Sean Livingston. If you think about yeah. that, the Warriors bench is full of ex Wizards. I know. I mean, it's and, like the Pistons. And what are, what are we lacking? No bench. A bench. It's like it's literally like the Pistons from uh, was it two thousand and three, two thousand four, or whatever. Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Darvin Rip Hamilton. Ham, uh, Rip Hamilton. It's just a whole bunch of Wizards yep. that just dominated. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, uh, let's get off the Wizards here. But it, it sounds like you think that they're going to sign Otto, right? The reports say that he's going to sign them. I, I, I mean, I think they told him from the beginning. I don't, I don't see any way out of it. You see, maybe a sign and trade, maybe move him. Uh, like he was high on Utah's list. If they lost Hayward, they lost Hayward. So, it maybe, it, I mean, is there a sign, sign and trade potential you see out there somewhere? If I'm not mistaken, I believe that once he signs the, the tender from the Nets, a sign and trade is no longer allowed. That's oh, right. Oh, I, I didn't know so, that. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Let's. I mean, the NBA's off-season rules and salary cap and all that is—it's super confusing it's and insanity, it doesn't make bro. any sense. It's total insanity. I mean, it's almost like we take the NFL's stupid salary cap and stupid rules for granted because the NBA is stupider. But but the NBA money—this is funny money. Like, you know, how many? I know I send you guys articles all the time about how NBA's collapsed. The uh, sorry, the ESPN ESPN as a network is collapsing, and has a large part to do with their contract that they're paying the NBA. But look at look at this these ridiculous salaries, man. Look look at these ridiculous numbers for very average players. Drew Holiday, five years, one hundred and twenty six million dollars. Are you are you kidding me? That's nuts. That is complete complete just utter craziness to me. Uh, like I, I don't understand it. JJ Redick is probably the most ridiculous I've seen yet um, this this season. One year, twenty three million. Like Kobe Bryant in his final year with the Lakers, after an illustrious twenty year career, made twenty nine million. And JJ Redick is about to make twenty three million for the crap seventy sixers. Like, does this make any sense at all? How how does this work? How how does this work? Like, I just I, I'm dumbfounded. It can't, it by can't it, be sustainable. It can't no, of be sustainable. Not. Of course not. Andre Iguodala, three years, forty-eight million. PJ Tucker, four years, thirty-two million. I mean, this is NFL like high top-tier NFL player money. 
I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, look at Paul Millsap, another guy that I was kind of hoping maybe I, I didn't want him necessarily in a Wizards uh, uniform, but I wanted him out of the Eastern Conference. Three years, ninety million dollars to the Denver Nuggets. You think I think about that? So Paul Millsap is getting paid more than every NFL quarterback. Yeah. No one is going to make as much money as him. <laughs> Paul Millsap. Yeah. Yeah. Is he even top fifty in the league? Yeah, he's probably top fifty. But I'll tell you, Zach Randolph is not top fifty. Two years, twenty-four million. He, the guy's thirty-nine years old. I mean, he's as old as yeah. he's, he's super old. I don't know what Sacramento is doing, by the way. They they win draft night and they lose free agency. Um, you know, George Hill was a, was a nice piece, but three years, fifty-seven million for a guy who misses as many games as he plays, and then Zach Randolph for two years, twenty-four million. Um, you know, I want to talk about Gordon Hayward here for a second. Four years, one hundred and twenty-eight million. Uh, it almost seems like a bargain to me. Like this is a, a legitimate two-way player. He could play every single minute of every single game. No injury risk whatsoever. Um, he's he's fantastic. Like he he's fantastic all around. Four years, one hundred twenty-eight million. How do you feel about that deal for the Celtics? Do you have who they gave up in front of you? I mean, they gave up a lot of players. Do you think that a Gordon Hayward is going to make that team better, or or are they just going to be? And I don't know. I, I I can't I can't imagine them getting that much better from a Gordon Hayward. And I'm not. This is not to take away from Gordon Hayward. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's top tier. But I'm not sure if he's going to make Boston a better team. I think I think at the end of the year, they'll probably have somewhere around equivalent to what they had this year in wins and losses. Well, um, so I, I disagree with you on that. I think I think unfortunately for him. Boston kind of had a perfect run last year, right? They took advantage of the Cavs not caring and a, a, a somewhat depleted Eastern Conference to barely lock up first the the, the top seed, and then they you know they were blo- promptly blown out basically by the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. And to me and to you, I'm sure you agree they should have never made it that far anyway, but they did. And at one point in I think it was Game Two of the Eastern Conference Finals, they were down by 50 points. Now. Is Gordon Hayward going to close that gap? No, he's not. But he's another option. He's another scoring option and an excellent defender. Um, who, I mean, look, their their biggest pain point is Isaiah Thomas defensively, and that that's not a secret. Um, but he wants to get paid too, and Danny Ainge, I just don't think he's going to pay him. I, he's got like that whole scrappy Celtics bit to him, but um, they can't pay him thirty million dollars a season because he can't play defense. Like it's just it's real simple. Like he is too much of a liability, um, and frankly, there's other point guards you can go get for cheaper that can more or less do the same thing: distribute the ball, get other people involved, yada yada. So, um, you know, although they did lose Amir Johnson, uh, another seventy, it's lost to the Seventy Sixers, uh, eleven million for Amir Johnson. That's uh, crazy. It, it's insane. I think I think your boy Olenek's going to be gone. So there's going to be some turnover on that team. Sure, but but they're better up front. To me, they're better up front. Um, you know, there was there was some discussion that Kevin Love was on his way to Denver. That doesn't look like it's going to happen now that they've signed uh, Millsap to uh, a ninety million dollar deal. Ninety million. It's it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. This money is crazy. And then you look. I mean, it makes someone like Kevin Durant look like a bargain, right? Two years, fifty three million. Um, yeah. I, and I don't know if he's doing that just to repair his image. I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the deal is there. Uh, maybe he's legitimately happy not making money and just um, 
I mean, it's still a lot of money, but well, he's got his big shoe deal too, so he's making he's making. But money, you know, like I'm to sure. me, but you know, long term, when when the stars of the league like like that, like Kevin Durant, take pay cuts, it actually hurts the the average players because you know, um, like uh, someone like a Kyle Lowry, for example, um, he's not worth as much now because they can go to him and say, well, look at what Kevin Durant is doing to take. He's taking a pay cut to win. We need you to do the same. He he actually negatively impacts the the next tier down players. Um, and I, I'm picking on Lowry here for a second. Well, but he's, I mean, he's an old school point guard, three years, $100 million to keep playing I for mean, the he's Canadians. I mean, he's $33 million a year. That's that's ridiculous. So I don't think he hurts them. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I like it, to be honest. Um, I, I think it sets a good example I yeah I don't know I, I like it when players stay with their team I'm I'm kind of old school, um, you know I know they were burning Gordon Hayward's jersey in Utah today. It's so stupid. Did you read his uh, Did you read his goodbye letter? It's really good. It was up on the Players Tribune. Man, he took out like he didn't have to do that. He could have pulled a Kevin Durant or uh, I don't know any of the multitude of other free agents that have just left and and quote unquote turned their back on their team. But he didn't do that. He he went above and beyond that letter he he wrote on the Players Tribune would was. His, I mean, it was excellent. It was it was really excellent, and and like after reading it, I was like, well, you know, <coughs> excuse me, why are we killing the guy? Like he he gave he he gave them seven years, you know why he's the last player from the from the Sloan era, um, the last but, link to the Malones and the Stocktons. Why are we killing him? Like he's he's paid his dues. Let him. He's allowed to move on. I guess, uh, but I mean, I think people grow an attachment to their players. I mean. How would you feel if John Wall decided, you know what, this is not going to be a winning franchise. I'm going to go play in, uh, and I'm going to go play with Steph in Golden State. I'd be pissed. Uh, I would be pissed too. I would. But, but it's different. Like John, it's different. I, mean, I think I think we feel like yeah. our stars are never going to leave because we're so accustomed to Dan Snyder. I'm going to overpay for anybody, <laughs> and no one good is ever going to leave. But it, it's just that's what we're accustomed to. But I, I don't know. I, personally, I would be upset. I would definitely be upset if John Wall, Otter Porter. I'm going to be upset if Bryce Harper leaves. I'm going to be upset if Ovechkin leaves. I think the list goes on. But I think also being from the D.C. area, we kind of feel like our city is superior to the rest of the country and that you know, everyone wants to play in the nation's capital. Well, and it is superior. Is, I mean, you're right It is that. definitely true. It's definitely superior. But, yeah, you know, I see your point. But I also understand I try to remember the business side of this and they're trying to take care of themselves. Now, this three million dollars, and and I I know I sound like such a like a like a D for saying this, but does three million dollars or four million dollars really change things when you're moving from one area to the other? And the answer to me and you is yes. The answer to them is probably not. I mean, you don't have to look any further than Kevin Durant. Like he's between what he left on the table last season and this season, you're talking about nearly nearly seventy million dollars. He's not going to make over three seasons, uh, or sorry, yeah. over four seasons. That's a that's an incredible amount of money that he's basically saying um, I'd rather win. Now the irony the irony here is that I think OKC updated uh, they upgraded big time with the Paul George edition and they're not done. Yeah, yeah, I, but Paul George can't compare to Kevin Durant. I mean, no, no, um, no, no, no. But I'm not, but, I'm not but, saying but we, I'm not saying that they're the same. But I'm saying, but look look at Oklahoma City. They they offload. An okay player and a horrible contract, and in exchange they got Patrick Patterson coming in from the um, 
from the uh, the Canadians from the the Raptors, right? Three uh, three year, on a sweet deal, three years, sixteen million. They get they get Paul George for the season to try to bargain. do something. Yeah, but and everyone's like, oh, but Paul George is a rental. Who cares if he's a rental? Like the Spurs aren't going to be. They're not going to be the number two seed, right? So right now, in my opinion, just on paper. Oklahoma City has jumped into probably the third place, maybe fourth, fourth or third best team in the in the West. Um, the Rockets are are probably somewhere in that same that same vicinity. The Spurs are mixed in like two, three, and four in some order will be the Spurs, Rockets, and um, and the Thunder based on what what's happened this off season. The Warriors are are still far and away number one, um, and the Timberwolves have improved tremendously as well. So the teams that they got, have to be the most improved team in this offseason. Oh yeah. So far. Oh I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, your boy uh, Tom Thibodeau is doing some. He's basically he's got he's got his favorite Bulls come into Minnesota. They offloaded, um, well, what's that point guard? They uh, Rubio, Ricky Rubio. They offloaded Rubio. They upgraded. Uh, I mean, they had a they had a great draft, and that's a young team that can that just balls out, man. Like that's that's a really good team. Maybe maybe their playoff drought comes to an end. Yeah, it's possible, but they're still in the West. So I mean, it's still. Uh, significantly tougher to win in the West than it is going to be in the yeah, East. Of course. You know which team we haven't talked about, Paul? You know which team we haven't talked about at all? Your favorite team in the entire league. Which is? The Cleveland, the Ca- the Cleveland, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> what, what are the Cavaliers doing? LeBron's as good as gone, right? Well, LeBron's not recruiting this year. Uh, so to me, that means he's got one more year. He's going to stick it out. And whatever happens, happens. And he's going to go join another super team. But he's never been a part of a super team. Oh, he hasn't. That's what he said. I've never been a part of a super team. Not one, not two, not five, not six, (laughs) not seven. Not not a super Uh, team. What is he smoking? What 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 are they doing? Like why why are they? You know, Kyle Korver. I think is the only the only. uh, I think that's the only person that they've re-upped. I think. I'm checking my list here, but uh, three years, twenty-two million. Like Kyle Korver ain't worth that money anymore. He's just not. Um, and, and unless they find a creative, like that's another team that has to get creative, right? They gotta, they gotta move Shumpert. They gotta move Jr. They gotta do something. They were. It, looked, it sounded like they were gonna move Kevin Love. How are they gonna happened. do anything? They don't have a. They don't have a GM. What are they gonna do? Yeah. Well, they have <laughs> LeBron. They have LeBron. Doesn't Carmelo want to play there? Chauncey left. He said uh, he doesn't want to be a part yeah, of it. If, he if didn't LeBron's leave. He was like, <laughs> "My heart's not. My, I'm not ready yet." Which basically means, uh, "No, thank you. I don't want to. I'm not going to work for LeBron. <laughs> uh, that's not going to work." That or why? Why would he be set up to fail? Get a job for a year and a half and get fired? Yeah, that's true. When he when LeBron inevitably leaves, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I, you think he would leave again? Okay. Uh, I think after his comments about um, never being on a super team, I think I think he's destined to leave. I mean, but is his is his reputation get any going to get any more ruined, or no. is it this, at, at this point the people forever, who? But. Yeah, and I, I also say at this point the people who hate him hate him. The people who like him like him. I don't think anyone's going to switch. Well, I mean, but if, if, he, he, if he came to the Wizards, uh, I would. I don't know what I would do then. <laughs> I mean, he would fit nicely into that three, wouldn't he? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, but but you have Otto Porter 
Best sign for a max deal at that three. I mean, they would <laughs> what just you have do to, with him? They just have to lose him or take him out back and or leave him leave him somewhere on the tarmac. They just have to get rid of him at that point. If LeBron <laughs> says I want to come to DC, uh, okay, we'll we'll find a way to make it work. Although, again, no creativity, Ernie probably can't find a way to get that done, even if James himself is telling him to do it. Um, but since Paul Pierce, has anyone wanted to come to DC? Any big names, and and Paul Pierce was like what sixty five when he came. No, but he was he was still getting it done. I mean, he it wasn't like the Clippers <laughs> version of Paul Pierce. Um, yeah, well, that's true. But I don't know. Markeith Morris was pretty pretty excited about coming. Well, but that was a trade. He wanted to get out of Phoenix. Sure. Gortat uh, was a trade. The last free agent signing here. Was... Jan Mahimi came because we paid him a boatload to sit on the bench. I mean, yeah. you gotta think about it. We're not an attractive basketball town. Well, we are. Crazy, we are. Right? We are. If we have, Wall reups, and he's here for the the long haul. Uh, I think our best bet of getting another star would eventually be um, Boogie from uh, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, from I the mean, Pelicans. Yeah, why not? Just why not? But just because he's boys with John Wall. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you, man. But but Derek Favors, they're all boys. Everyone's boys with everyone. But to me, I keep looking at the Jazz as a team that's maybe getting closer to blowing it up now that their 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 center, that their best, their number one and number two options on the team have have departed uh, for for greener pastures. That's the team that most looks most ripe to me to you know kind of mail it in or say fine, let let's just start over. The problem is we don't have any draft picks. Um, but on the plus side, we know that we have. Uh, we have auto, and the Jazz want auto. So why not give the Jazz auto and get like? Wouldn't I? I would trade auto for for favors. Maybe not for favors. I would do it for uh, what's his face, uh, Rudy Gobert, like a legit, like a legit actual center. Um, yeah. But yeah. Again, but that's er, not. Ernie's it's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Er, and Ernie's I don't not think creative it's, enough to find a way. It's not. To I don't think it's possible. I don't know what the deal is with the signing trade, but. Um, maybe they'd have to do it in season or something like that, but maybe. not sure it's possible. I mean, at this point, I, I think the Wizards are going to be the same Wizards every year. Uh, the starting five is going to be the same. The back five is going to change every year. And at uh, trade deadline, it's going to change again. Just, I mean, it's that's what Ernie's done for the past five years. There's no, there's no reason for me to believe that anything's going to be any different. The only thing that's going to be different is John Wall and Brad the Beer are going to keep getting better. And they're going to keep getting older, and the window is going to eventually close. Well, by like we have I, two if we stars. Keep, if we keep those two, if we can keep those two, and Markeith, like if those are kind of like the three main pieces, because I, I really like Morris. He grew on me big time, especially down the the home stretch of the season into the playoffs. If you can keep those three healthy and excited about playing with each other, Ubre is going to. I think Ubre can continue to develop as well. I, you know, I'm with you. I think they're going to. I think they will sign Otto. I'm not big on it, but I. I mean, he's your third. He was your third overall pick, first round pick, third overall a few a few seasons back. It's too soon to get to get out of that. And frankly, if you need to dump him, somebody maybe in two seasons will take him basically to write off the uh, the salary. But if he continues to improve the way he has as well, then you're set at the one, the two. You have two guys who can play the three. Um, Ubre, I think, is going to be something special. Markeith holds down the four. Your hole to fill is really at the five. The five, you know, um, you know. But you have two guys who are getting paid an arm and a leg at that five. 
I mean, you got Jan Mahimi with the big contract. Gortat had a big contract a couple years ago. Yeah, but you don't like Gortat is a movable piece if it comes to it. You know, like he he there's still he's still got value, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's better than any of the other options that are available right now. Looking at the free eight, like there just isn't a whole bunch of centers or even like bigger stretch fours that you're going to bring in here to play. So, um, and I, I to be honest, and I, I'm okay with what the Wizards have done. I, like I like the Jody Meek signing. Actually, it doesn't cost a lot two two years, seven million. Um, you know, he he's had some some success. Uh, in in the league, so I'm okay with that. There was another dude they picked, another another guy they signed. Mike Scott. Mike Scott. That's right. You, you know, know what so Mike Scott averages? I know he shot 40 percent from three point two seasons ago. Do you know how many points a game he averages? Like for his career, I don't know, like four. Two. Well, okay. Two points. Two. It's still rebounds. two more than you. Okay. <laughs> still two more than uh, you or me. I understand that, but. We can't get excited about a guy who averages two points, two rebounds a game. Give me the top. I'll get you out. Let's go on in this. Give me the top four teams in the East and the West on paper right now in order. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's go Western Conference first. Western Conference first. Give me your one. My one, obviously, Golden State. Two. Two, I'm going to go. I got to go San Antonio. Still okay. That's interesting. Yep. Three, three. Uh, give me Houston. Okay. The three, four, four. I'll go OKC. That's mine. Except I'm swapping two and four. I think OKC is a much much improved with the addition of PG. Um, okay, that's good. Now let's go East, okay. Eastern Conference. Give me give me your one. Uh, one, unfortunately, Cleveland. Two, right. unfortunately, Boston. Ugh. Three, give me the Wizards. Four. Oh, gosh. That's a toss-up, any of those those teams. Um, really, I, I mean, I think everyone else is going to be tied for last. <laughs> I'm going to give you my, my Eastern Conference. You give me your thoughts. One, the Wizards. Is wow. it just a homer pick? Probably just a homer pick. But Cleveland I mean, Cleveland is, is it, always likely to implode, given LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. They're just likely to implode. So uh yeah, it's a homer pick and it's I can't really base it on anything. But I'm gonna give me give me the Wizards one. Give me the Celtics two. I, I love the Hayward signing, although IT can't play any defense. I'll take uh, I'll take the Cavs at three, and then my surprise pick four. I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia 76ers. What do you think of that? Wow, I mean they have a lot of young talent. I mean they've had what three first round, three number one picks in the past what four years. Does it does like it that? just a little yeah. part of you wish that you had that much stockpile talent on your team? I mean, but they've had that for a couple of years. I mean, I know, I, I know. They've and moved then, pieces around. Yeah. Nerlens yeah. Noel just they've won twenty you know, games in stuff. five years. I know, I know. But but that was us like what five six years ago. I mean we were stuck in that. And that thing, and then finally we hit on Bre- uh, John Wall. Finally we hit on Bradley Beal, and then what? Two years later we hit on Otto Porter. Could you yeah. imagine if we hit on a Jan Vesely move? No. How much better of a team would we would we have been? Get out of here, man. He's that's he's not even he's not that's not even a name. That's that's a name you need to forget. Well, I'm sure if we if we looked at that draft, there was plenty of awesome yeah. talent that we could have picked instead of Jan Vesely. Yeah, but that that was basically us. 
I know. So let me let me go. Let me ask you this: Do the Wizards? Uh, well, I guess since you said they're they're the number one seed, <laughs> you pr- how, how many how many wins you predict they have? We had forty nine last year. I'm gonna What's give your prediction uh, fifty one. Okay. So you think you if think the team 51, is intact? Yeah, I think if the team is intact, which it pretty much is going to be, uh, I think there's a, there's definitely at least three or four games I can think of down the stretch um, that they they win that they they could have won. Now, now, granted, I don't expect them to go like 17 of 19 the way they did last year either. But they're this is a good team, and and it's uh, the the deficiencies are only magnified because Cleveland is just so good when they want to be. Um, but a 50-win team in the East isn't. I mean, 50 wins period is not. That's nothing to, uh, you know, to, to wag your finger at. I mean, this is a good basketball team. John Wall is an excellent point guard. Bradley Beal, when healthy, is pretty close to unguardable. I mean, long range, short range, whatever you want. Um, Gortat, when he decides to, he wants to be engaged and run the high pick and roll, um, he's he's excellent at what he does. The the problem was depth, um, and during the regular season, bench depth isn't an issue. Because you can go eight, nine, ten man rotations. You blow out. There's a, there's enough. You you see enough of the the Pelicans and the Hornets and a bunch of these other garbage teams where, you know, you you can rest guys and and have those longer benches. But come playoff time, that that's when the deficiencies really get magnified. So I I'm still big on the Wizards. Whether the, whether Otto's back or not, um, the nucleus of this team is is rock solid. I'm just excited personally to see what the 76ers look like with a healthy Ben Simmons and some of their other pieces actually uh, like the 76ers to me and the, and the, um, and the Timberwolves are two teams that I'll, I'll watch them anytime they're on TV, just because I want to see, I'm curious to see what these young teams look like. Yeah, I would definitely agree on that. All right. So let me, I know time is up, but I got a couple more questions for you. Bogdanovich, is he back or is he not? Uh, I think he's back. Yeah. I think he's back. I think he's back. Okay. Out of the five starters on the Wizards, how many starters uh, continue next year? All five. Okay. I like that. Yeah, it's positive thinking, Joe. I like it. <laughs> I'm I'm pulling an LP tonight. I'm I'm not so negative, <laughs> but I still hate Ernie. I still hate Ernie. Is does Ernie uh, live out the whole season? No, no. Well, no. I take that back. Well, Leontis is so risk averse. Yeah, he's yeah. not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, especially, especially with uh, GMs. Yeah, he's no. We're, we're he's going to be here last, as long as we are. Last one: Does John Wall sign his uh, extension? Yes, yes, because one hundred and seventy-three million dollars is still one hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Yeah, and and if we've learned anything from the NBA, if you if you bitch enough, they'll trade you. Right, Paul George. There was no reason to trade Paul George, but he threatened them, and they traded him. So. Uh, will somebody pick up John Wall's well, hundred seventy three million dollar contract down the road? Yeah, if if he yeah. really wants out, they'll find a way to get him out. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul George pretty much threw his whole team under the bus at the end of the postseason, so yeah. I guess that's the way to get out. Yeah, so th- this is the NBA's funny money. Yeah, it's not my money. Spend it. Sign Otto. Sign John. Sign whoever. But it, you know, you know, the the rumor is that Oladipo is going to be cut. By the uh, by, the Pacers. That's a guy I would like to see them bring in because he's a, he's a guy who can, in in certain spots, can start. But if he comes in as your sixth or seventh man, dude, the guy's all offense. He can't really shoot, but he's all offense. Um, Isn't he a Dematha guy too? Isn't he from here, PG uh, County? Dematha and Georgetown, I believe. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, 
But even even Demontis Sabonis, like that's another that's an that's a old school center who could potentially play some minutes here. But a lot of things have to happen for those guys to to shake loose. I mean, at that point the at that point the Pacers traded George for literally nothing if they let them both walk. So. Well, well what do you th- what do you think about the the owner saying that he didn't really care? He just wanted he just didn't want George in the East. I mean, I I respect it. I I mean, I understand why why I understand why the Pacers fans aren't happy with it. But you can't you can't trade the guy knowingly to a to like a, a conference opponent who's and he's going to come into your building. You have to play him three four times a season. No. Yeah, but why not? Why not him trade West. him to like trade trade him to the uh, the Nets or some. Somewhere crappy where you know he's not going to want to stay the next well, year. Well, the Nets don't have anything to trade back, right? That's that's the perfect example of a team that was mismanaged, right? They they traded the the farm for uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and uh, Jason Terry, if I'm not mistaken. Like that's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, they, that was never going to work, but um, you know, and there was a weak rumor that I saw, and I think it was on Hoops Hype that they were going to move him to uh, the Knicks. That was the only, you know, only other possibility, another another seller dweller, and for uh, Carmelo and and some other expiring contracts or whatever, and that's not going to happen either. Like he's not, Carmelo's not going to waive his no clause, his no no trade clause to get out of there. So Carmelo's the one to watch. Um, you know, if he wants to come to DC, we'll have him. I mean, he, he doesn't give you any defense, but that skill set at the three stretch four position would be, then that depth would be nice. Um, and uh, or Porzingis. I mean, if there's a way, again, no faith in Ernie, but if there was a way to get it done, I'd welcome either of those guys here if the price was right. Yeah, but it'd have to be trade, and then, you know, what are you going to trade? I mean, if we can if we can get a Pacers trade, yeah, of a course, Pacers OKC trade, I'll take it. But see, like, like you would have to think that Oklahoma City calls up with a straight face and says, Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, there's no way they're expecting the Pacers to say, yeah, let's do it. But they take a shot. You got to take a shot every once in a while. And Ernie doesn't take shots. Ernie just signs immigrants and uh, and you know names. big Europeans. Yeah, and that's that's all he that's all he knows. And he really doesn't know them because most of them either fizzle out or never play. But all right, I'm done talking about Ernie. I'm done or, talking about Ernie. or don't ever speak to him. That, that too. That too. Man, Ernie's the worst man. But. Um, yeah, the NBA is nuts. I mean, I know I started the show with that, but this is legitimately, it's like a scene out of 300. It's just craziness. And average players are getting overpaid, and and great players are extremely just well compensated to the point that it doesn't make sense. But it's the Jeff Teagues uh, at three years, 57 million, and Patty Mills at three years, 57 million. Like maybe Mills has earned it playing with the Spurs, but like Jeff Teagues, he's played at every team I can, he's played all over the place. You know, almost twenty yeah. million a season. Twenty million a season. It's insane, man. The ESPN's going out of business because of these contracts that are guaranteed in full. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, so. we'll keep an eye on it. Let's see what happens with Otto. Any last thoughts? I think Otto's going to get signed. Um, you know, I think it has to happen. I heard that other execs in the NBA are annoyed at the Nets because that's what they do. They sign offer sheets. Knowing that yep. the other team will match, and I I read something somewhere that said that the Wizards can hold on to signing Auto until the last minute to potentially screw back the Nets. Yeah, as long as they communicate to Auto, so he doesn't feel like he's, you know, we don't need another uh, Terrell Pryor situation. Like, let's communicate, and hey, the phone's gonna ring at this time, and this is why. Like, but answer it or answer it, but just put <laughs> us on hold. Like, let's not let's not. Uh, 
let's not take any chances. If you want to yeah, keep I him, agree. just keep him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're not going to be any better without him. You're going to, you can only get better. And I don't think he's reached his, his ceiling yet. So I think, I mean, is he worth the money? Probably not. Is it a desperate move? I don't know if it's, I would call it desperate, but it's just, it's you a need, do to, it. need to be done. Yeah. yeah it's the cost. There's no of, choice. It's the cost of business. Yeah. I agree with you, man. We'll keep an eye on it. Let's see what happens over the next couple of days. Uh, thanks for coming on. This has been great. I, I, I like these two-man shows, man. I don't know what happened to FP. Any, any idea? He was supposed to join us tonight. What happened to FP? I don't know. He may have one of those mysterious uh, dates again. Ah, uh, okay. Let's talk off. Let's talk off air. <laughs> Can we post pictures on the the DTC Twitter account? Oh, let's do it, man. Let's to, let's. Somebody must have eyes. If anyone <laughs> listening has eyes on FP, send us a picture, please, because uh, we may not be buying the excuse he's uh, trying to sell. Uh, but for uh, for LP and for myself, thank you for listening. This has been DTC. We are out. This has been DTC, your one-stop shop for all things DC sports. Visit us online at www.defeatingthecurse.com. Find us and follow us on all social media platforms at Defeating the Curse. Thanks for listening. Until next time, hustle and get rich.